0: to the Winning Post Preview Podcast. I am Joel Marshall in the host chair this week with John Barker on a well-earned break and joining me to take a look at all the action for a huge long weekend. New Year's long weekend is Carl DiOrio and Carl. It's a bit of a staying test this weekend. We've got um, Queensland, the centre of attraction on Saturday with their uh, host of stakes races at Doomban. And we've got, uh, obviously, some stakes racing on the public holiday Monday at Flemington and Canterbury. All the days, Joel, seem to run into one another over the Christmas, New Year
1: break. And when you are a racing follower, yeah, the, uh, the acceptance deadlines can catch you out. They just come uh, flying through. And, yeah, plenty of good racing to look forward to, as you say, in, in Brisbane, uh, Sydney. And also Melbourne over the uh, over the weekends, and, and particularly those races in uh, Brisbane, uh, some of those important Magic Millions lead ups and and a, a crucial qualification races. I, I think they're they're nice betting races.
0: Indeed, we've also got the Perth Cup on New Year's Day That's got worth a million dollars this year, with uh, a couple of Eastern Raiders in New Marion and Zoom On at the top of the betting. And we've also got Group One action across the Tasman at a Cowie on Monday. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later, but we'll start with Doomben, which is the feature meeting on Saturday. And as I touched on, there is black type action uh, in races seven and eight, but we may as well go through the Magic Millions wildcard races. And the first of those is race six. It is the Magic Millions shootout over 2020 metres and we've got a couple of joint favorites here um in princess rani's and naval college numbers 10 and 11. i'm just checking an update for some scratchings but i haven't seen naval college come out of either ranwick or brisbane yet so Uh, We'll just have to wait and monitor that. But, Carl, what were your thoughts for the shootout? Simultaneously, exactly what I was doing, uh, checking if Naval College was still
1: in, and that is the case, and that is my top selection. I thought the first up effort over the mile at Randwick was was pleasing. Got back on that occasion from the wide gate and found the line nicely. The rise to 2,000 metres second up suits... I'm just hoping, isn't looking for 2,400 and has enough uh, freshness in the legs to, to um, figure here. And I think that will be the case. So i got Naval Cottage on top from Princess Rahiz, who has been placed four of seven since joining Tony Gollan uh, without winning. And this EFRA's mayor is really deserving of a, a win for the new stable. Third number nine, head of state, uh, was encouraging his first two efforts this campaign, was in his corner third up, Really thought he was disappointing, Uh, encouraging to see Mark Duplessis remain the board. And for fourth, the stablemate, number six, quality time, um, is probably next best along with the toppy great house. So I've gone 10, 11, 9 and
0: 6. Race seven is the first leg of the quad and it's the first of the black type action. It's the Magic Millions Vorogue Plate, a group three over 13.50 for the three-year-olds. And at the moment, the local show me mercy, second up. Holds favouritism, just ahead of the Chris Waller train, Cry Say or, and the other Sydney visitor from the Waterhouse spot team, Zuforia. Carl, are you thinking it's one for the locals or one for the visitors?
1: I'm thinking it's one for the locals, but I must concede when I was picking Show Me Mercy, uh, I thought would you know be slightly greater odds, maybe even an each-way quote. We certainly haven't got that at $2.35. Uh, it's well found in, in betting markets, but I do feel did put the riding on the wall with an excellent first up performance in the gold edition behind a bounding. Uh, that was a, a steadily run race and, and he really found the line, giving the impression the rise to 13.50 for the first time in his career would suit. So I've got him on top from uh, Chris Aor, uh, who is also one of these uh, multiple acceptors over the weekend Uh, The third I've put in, as I just lost my page, uh, number seven, Zuforia, who may have to do a little bit of work from uh, her wide gate, but has uh, shown great progress this campaign, uh, an excellent win uh, with the lightweight last time it ran with. And then for fourth, Safraldo, who did find trouble in the gold edition, uh, did cover extra ground, hopefully gets a little bit more lucky and can be a big improver up in distance. Of course, he won the size produce... Uh, last campaign over 1400 metres. I've
0: gone three, two, seven, and one. And race eight is the Magic Millions Nudgy Stakes listed races with the Phillies and Mares over 1200 metres. And we've got uh, the two up the top that seem to be controlling the market Comrade Rosa, smart last start winner for Tony Gollum, and the Godolphin owned Paracel with the Blake Shin to ride. I've just gone away from them too. I've got uh,
1: Parasol in for second. Comrade Rosa in for third. I've put Lady Laguna on top. Uh, solid first up effort when runner-up at Ranwick. Um, rises to the 1,200 metres. Not worried that uh, she hasn't uh, won over the 1,200 metres. She's been awfully competitive over that distance range and uh, placed 7 of 10, including a, a placing behind Aft Cabin on the heavy track. And, and the, uh, the forecast uh, wet conditions that we'll see at Doomben that uh, will uh, advantage Lady Laguna as well. So I think she's a good each-way bet at the $6 from Parasail and Comrade Rosa. They pick themselves but do have to contend with wide draws. And then for fourth, I have put in horse number three, Extremist, who uh, is it around about the $14 and is another horse that has to overcome a wide gate. I've gone four, two, one, and three.
0: And race nine is the final of the features. No black type attached to this, but there's a good field. The Magic Millions, the buffering, an open handicap over the 13.50. And we've got the last start winner, Zoo style favorite, trying to stretch his speed and brilliance out to the 13.50. And again, uh, we've got the Godolphin runner, Tamerlane for James Cummings and Blake Shin, uh, certainly right in the market from barrier three at $5.00. and. I think they're the only top. Uh, also got Freedom Rally, uh, who gets a run as an uh, Off his good win last time out with Craig Williams to ride, he's the other one in the bet. Yeah, Freedom Rally on the quick backup and uh, dropped in grade and
1: got that confidence-boosting win after his unplaced effort in the gate. Well, I've gone with Tamerlane, who well, I thought, uh, uh, well, he, he won two starts, got Flemington, then was solid over Cup Week. He uh, has been kept ticking over with a nice trial victory in Sydney. And uh, it is going to be a, a tactical battle with Tamerlane in gate three and style in gate four. You'd think Zustal is, is going to drive forth and, and try and make all the running. And I'm just hoping that Tamerlane won't be too far away, maybe just sitting in his girth and, and, or just stalking him and being the one to pounce late. Uh, Freedom Rally in for third. Uh, sorry, hang on. No, I've gone Tamerlane from Kabling, then Freedom Rally and Zustal in for fourth. So it's 4-12. 17 and
0: 1. And we might as well cover off the last leg of the quad here because that is where your best bet comes up, Carl. Yeah, Hatchet. He's got a lovely record over this track
1: and distance. He's had seven starts for the four wins in three seconds. He's capable first up. He handles wet conditions and he's a lead up trial winner at Doomben. Uh, I thought some of his performances last campaign uh, were good and, and certainly. You look back to his most recent victory, it came at the expense of Zarastro, and uh, he certainly has gone through the grades since then. So from barrier two, a lot of his key rivals, I know, that were drawn wider, albeit there is going to be a few scratchings out of this race, you do suspect. But uh, I think he is going to get all the favours to win first up on the weekend.
0: And we've had your value bet for the day, and that was in the nudgy stakes race, eight number four, Lady Laguna. Uh, I wasn't overly keen on much myself, but I've had a, a small bet on a a roughie in the final event number 21 I-Ring, who looks like he could be out of his class on recent runs, but he wasn't too far away in an open handicap uh, four or five runs back. He probably should have won at Eagle Farm last start in a class five. Uh, I've seen stronger class six races, and I guess the, the asterisk is, is he would love a wet track, and I'm really not sure what's happening up there. It's, it was rated heavy on Wednesday, but the Predicted hot weather, but also storms. So, and Doombin can hold the moisture a bit, uh, you know, can stay wetter for longer than Eagle Farm. So, uh, if we get a wet track, he might be a bit of a sneaky roughie in the final event. Moving down south, where we have racing at the valley, as we did last Saturday, and a pretty ho hum affair this program is, but we've got 10 races. Uh, Carl, could you get enthused about anything there?
1: Yeah, just towards the back end of the card, I must concede that uh, if it wasn't for Dylan Brown McMonagall, I I probably wouldn't be diving into my value selection, race six, number two, convener. But I have been in his corner for most of this campaign. Uh, He was unlucky in the Country Cup two starts ago. Um, And then last time at Tarelton, found a bit of early trouble, uh, covered extra ground, and there was a bit of a forget run uh, on the weekend, he's drawn barrier one. The blinkers are reapplied. And Dylan brand McMonagall, he's riding so well. He's adapted into this uh, the, the Victorian racing circuit very well, aided by the quality stock he's getting on from Mara Neustis. And, Eustace. and uh, I think Convener is just the sort of ho- horse he can coax to victory here. I think he's certainly worth an each-way ticket at the $9.50. But extremely bullish, I'd say, in the last race. Uh, horse Jungle Gym, race 10 number two. I think he's the likely leader from the inside barrier. First up, he was three wide, no cover from a wide gate over 1,000 metres at Cranbourne. Last time, he drew barrier one. He was a fraction slow off that inside gate. Jordan Childs had to use him up to hold the lead and hold out Baldino. And uh, just the effort told the last 100 metres. Added fitness, but hopefully jumps cleaner from barrier one. There doesn't look to be a lot of uh, pace on paper. Looks like he could get his... uh, Uh, the lead his own way and uh, aided by one and a half kilo claim Celine Gaudry, I think he's a great bet at $7. Uh,
0: My best bet of the day is race six, number four Space Tracker, who's already been uh, spent at odds, just completely forget the first run, the first up run on the heavy track, just never likely Uh, hopefully firmer ground Damien Lane on significant booking and I think he'll bounce back and be very hard to beat, second up last prep Speak all but attractable, which is a pretty strong sort of form line for this sort of a race. And my value bet is uh, the horse I liked last week that was Scratch Race 7, number 4, Royal Hard Hat. I thought he was okay first up at Sandown Midfield, just holding his ground there. We fit for that. Step up to 1,600 suits. And I thought he could make a nice improvement and be worth an each-way ticket. Moving on to racing in Sydney. Once again, we're at Ranwick on Saturday. And We don't have any black-type action, but Carl, what what caught your eye there? Well, we'll go with our value bet first, race eight, number three, Rupert Tarr. Uh,
1: This is a horse that uh, runs in the Phillies and Mare's race over the 1,100 metres. Resuming from a spell, has an excellent first-up record with three wins from five attempts. Uh, But did the last time we did see her was was quite a disappointing defeat in the middle of winter. Um, Has trialled well ahead of her resumption and gives the indication that uh, uh, she's going to be somewhere near her best. And uh, it is worth noting that she did race at Magic Minions, uh last year, uh, or this year, I should say. So last season. And she went there via uh, a similar sort of uh, fillies and mares race where she ran second uh, on New Year's Day, uh, New Year's Eve, I should say, at uh, Ranwick. So, well, I, I think a similar sort of setup here. Might just have her in line for another trip to the Gold Coast. My best bet is race 10, number six, Contemporary. This is a horse that's been knocking on the door. Jamie Carr's going up to Sydney to partner a couple of horses for Godolphin. And and Contemporary looks to have an excellent chance. He was beaten by the Informed Dell last time. and wasn't too far away from With Your Blessing, who then was competitive uh, over uh, last weekend. Uh, Should get a nice run in midfield. To my eye, it looks a little bit easier than the assignments that he's been contesting. Uh, but, yes, you definitely want to see him uh, uh, you know, get the win on the board because he has been knocking on the door and uh, has been a little bit costly to follow. So that's race eight, number three, and race 10, number six.
0: Yeah, I've also took Rupert on top, and you're right. It was, uh, it was the same race uh, this day last year, second to Bokari. Carry and a recent trial win was good. Uh, my roughie for the day is race four, number 11, House of Cards. A three-year-old bike, Seed and Excel. Showed nice promise in his first prep. He returned with a, a win and a super maiden at Kembla Grange. He really knuckled down there in the last 100 metres to chase down the, the runner-up. Uh, step up in class here, but the step up in distance suits, And I thought he had a bit of a future. So uh, happy having something each way on House of Cards. I mean, my value bet. Race nine, number nine, Testator Silence on the backup from his run last week, where he didn't quicken at the top of the straight. But last 100 metres, he really surged. And, you know, he's been beaten a couple of noses for second. He's actually finished fourth. But that was his second run for Joe Pride. Uh, We know Joe Pride, very uh, capable at getting these horses to perform well on the backup. And I thought the extra 100 metres was going to be in his favour. And I've made my best up against Jaws. Certainly... Uh, respecting contemporary, and he'll be going in my quad. He's going to win one soon. Uh, But I like the one down the bottom, number 11, Union Army. Barrier a bit tricky, Um, but he was very good first up over the 1,100, which was just a touch short. That was his first run back after a bleeding ban. Uh, The extra 100 metres is suitable. He's got a good turn of foot, this guy, and uh, just thought he would be very hard to hold out in the final event. Racing in South Australia this Saturday. They've got a busy weekend uh, with Narra Friday, Port Lincoln Sunday, Murray Bridge Monday. But in between all that, we've got Morfordville on Saturday. And Carl, you're trying to get the first and last leg of the Quaddy with your best and values. Yeah, hopefully
1: we can skinny it up a little bit. So Canford, race six, number seven. The first leg of the Quaddy is my value selection. He's a horse that hasn't won since the Lord Reams stakes in 2022. He has been unplaced from his last five runs, but he hasn't been too far away. Uh, His last start effort, I thought, was encouraging. He got back to last in a slowly run race and he passed half the field home. He's really dropping in the weights here. In a in a in one of these sort of typical South Australian staying events, once you get up to the 2,400 metres, there's not a great deal of depth. And, and yes, I do know that he is a nine-year-old, but, you know, dangerously weighted just 53 kilos after the one-and-a-half-kilo claim of Will Price, I, I do think he's worth an each way ticket around that 8 or $9 mark. I've got a healthy amount of respect for Manzala, who is in form, and, again, another runner down in the weights uh, that has got... Uh, Plenty of miles on the clock, but does seem to be hitting form at the right time. The other horse I do like, and it is my best of the day, and I am a little bit surprised at the price, is race nine and four, Pearl Adios. Uh, First up from a spell, this is a horse for uh, Andrew Gluas. uh, Trains showed ability last season. uh, Won his maiden at Balaclava, then came to town and, and came from the rear end of the field, overcoming a wide gate to win over the mile. Short of his best distance, I know, over the 1,200 metres, but I think he's got a touch of quality. And uh, I think there'll be a few scratchings in this race. I'm anticipating with several dual acceptors across Victoria and South Australia. And he just might, you know, get under the guard of a few uh, and certainly one to follow for the Remains his campaign as he gets over seven furlongs and a mile.
0: Uh, Yeah, the only one I liked... uh, and I'd be taking you on in the last, uh, is Mighty Sapphire. I was pretty keen on him first up off an excellent trial. Uh, Ex-Mike Moroni, train Galloper. First start for the Aaron Bain and Ned Taylor stable who were doing a good job with their runners. And and this guy was a strong winner. Uh, up a little bit in class. That was a 0-62. to 62. This is a benchmark 64, so it is a bit stronger. But I thought just off that trial and off that strong first up win that there was more wins in store for him. So i would be pretty keen to follow up on Mighty Sapphire. Uh, The Ascot uh, fields for New Year's Day hadn't come out in time for winning posts to cover it and hence we don't have uh, the astute opinions of Greg Hooper. So we might leave WA for this week. Uh, They have a meeting on Saturday at Pinjara, uh, which is a provincial meeting. There is a $100,000 race, uh, the Mandurah Cup Uh, But if you're keen to invest there, we've got full form for Pinjara in this week's winning post. Uh, But for now, we'll move along to New Zealand Racing on Saturday, and they have a meeting at Taupo in the North Island and at Kurao in the South at Taupo. My best bet is race two, number six, Tanganyika. Uh, This son of ace high. Trial really well, and then one here on debut, which... Should Hold him in good stead because it's a tricky little, uh, tricky little track, topo and any experience you have certainly beneficial. He took on the older horses next start, did a good job to run third. Uh, Opie Boson gets a board here for his third start again against older horses, giving away experience. But I think he's a nice horse in the making. And my value bet is in race six. A few scratchings here, so um, not sure sort of what value be. I think he opened 550. I thought he might have been a touch longer, but race six, number three, ever charm. Uh, This guy was beaten on debut at Rotorua, but it was a good run. Just settled a bit too far back and met a bit of interference mid-race. Was getting home strongly for third. So I thought uh, with the benefit of that run under the belt, he would go well. And down in the South Island meeting at Curiel, my best bet is race four, number four, Westwood. This is a former North Island train galloper, formerly with Andrew Forsman. Now down in the South, only won one race, but placed several times and has been competitive in much stronger company than this. Uh, so, if he, she's ready to go first up, well, first up down in the south, she's not really off a, off a spell, uh, then I thought she would take a plenty of beating, and my value bets in the last race, 9, number 13, you have seen. Uh, this horse was off a break on the Rickerton Synthetic last start, Now I'm always wary of that form, he ran really well, but he does have wet Rickerton form, um, He's one he's maiden at Rickerton, and he's performed very well there on a couple of occasions, so... I'm not too worried about the, the return from the synthetic to the turf. And Kuro is likely to be a wet track. So I think he can run well. Race nine, number 13. As I touched on earlier in the show, there is feature racing on Monday. And to kick off proceedings uh, there, we'll take a look at the Flemington program. There are two black type races on New Year's Day, of course. Traditionally, the bagot Handicap and uh, used to be the Standish, but now the Chester Manifold for the Sprinters. But uh, in the bagot Carl, race six, listed an event over the 2800. And I see you are with the Mike Moroni train, Swords Drawn. Yes, yeah, Swords Drawn. He's had the three
1: runs this campaign and... Uh... He, he certainly outran his uh, odds first up over the 1,400 at Group 2 level. He was uh, held up along the fences a 200 to one shot there behind Cause for Concern. Then he wasn't too far away in the Eclipse, uh, second up, and then last time in those very testing-heavy conditions. Look, he was beating the big space, but he wasn't uh, on his own there. And I thought his effort to sort of stick on was, was encouraging. His he, he's, he's form... Over this sort of distance range, I do remember that he was placed, I think, about nine months ago uh, behind Solcom, And uh, that that nice progressive stay from the Gabe Waterhouse yard that escapes me, uh, I think it was White Marlin in last year's Roy Higgins. And I think just that sort of form lines uh, and that sort of level of performance, which he seems to be working towards once he gets up to this 2,800 metre trip. I think he'll be very competitive. Ruling is the horse that is on the way up. Um, he, he did have a bit of a uh, time to acclimatise and had a little bit of a, a minor issue that saw him sort of spend a little bit of, of time missing the first half of, the, of 2023. Solid first up at Benalla, then got all the breaks up the inside rail at Caulfield. He'll stay all day. He, he's a improving son of Camelot. No superstar, but but, you know, he's only had the nine starts. So he has got upside. Glentanius is in form and going well. A good last start winner at the Valley last weekend. And then for fourth, I've, by memory, I've put in number 10, Grand Piero. Am I right in saying that? Or was uh, it uh, Regal Power? I'm, I'm a dirty rascal. I'm here, a di- yes, I'm a dirty I'm. rascal. Yeah, so that was the horse that carried 62 and a half last time at Ranwick. And uh, he just was no match for first Light. But... Again, he's a horse that was only beaten two lengths by Luna Flair in last year's Bart Cummings. So in that race,
0: I have gone three, six, eight, and nine. Yeah, I I chucked I'm a dirty rascal on top. He's been ticking along pretty well in Sydney. The the money was there for him the other day, but like you said, sixty two and a half, and and they they went along a pretty decent clip up front. So dropping to fifty four and out in trip shouldn't be a problem. He just you know, If he's going to, I guess, do anything at a decent level in Australia, then I suspect he'll be fighting out the finish of this. Uh, I had ruling in for second, number six. For third, number one, Ahmad. And my fourth pick was number eight, Glenn Tanius. And, Carl, what uh, were your thoughts for the Chester Manifold, the listed event over 1,400, race seven?
1: Yeah, I've just gone with Crosshaven at the odds. I I think unusual culture will be hard to beat, but uh, I just had the feeling that unusual culture, when the prices do come out, that she would start very short. And I just felt that Crosshaven, his first up run in the rising fast behind Spacewalk, he was unlucky there down the straight. His next two runs at 1,400, just total forgive runs both times. And the Rupert Clark, he got a long way back. And then when he was working into it to finish in the first half of the field, he then got badly checked at about the 300. And then last time in the Kevin Heffernan, they went no gallop. And he was back in the field and he found the line Okay. Hopefully, from barrier four, he won't get as far back and they go a bit more of a a, a stronger tempo. I think he can play a role in the finish. So, I've got him on the way basis. Head of Unusual Culture, who I did feel had every chance last time, the Kevin Heffernan, but, you know, is really knocking on the door for a first stakes victory. 1,400 Flemington. That's her best go. Third, number four, Pacero. And fourth, number five, struck by.
0: Two, three, four, and five. And I can tell listeners that the markets have just gone up an unusual culture five into 440 which has her as favorite uh struck by did open favorite has gone the other way 460 to 5 and carl's tip crosshaven is ten dollars and in the baguette the three dollar favorite is glentanius i'm a dirty rascal at seven and swords drawn bit of value there at 19 dollars i was with unusual culture In the manifold to beat Mr. Exclusive. Actually had the best last 200 of the race last start, Mr. Exclusive. He's a bit of an old favourite of mine. Uh, Two Crosshaven and six more Varda, who's a dead set dry tracker, produced a really good run the other day on a wet track. He's run well at Flemington for Linda Meach before, so he might be able to sneak into the frame. Uh, We've also got some black type action at Canterbury, Carl, where you've uh, done the tips for winning posts. We've got the listed Canterbury Sprint. Over 1,200 metres, uh, probably a bit to play out here. We've got Lady Laguna, Dynamic Impact, either or, I think, are the dual acceptors. But uh, for now, race seven, what were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's right. They are the three dual acceptors. And then you see the gear changes there. Zoo Tiger first up from a spell after being gelded with the blinkers reapplied, and Malkovich with the winkers going on after his uh, slightly disappointing run down the straight in the Kensington Stakes. I've gone with Sinewan um, here. Uh, you're just waiting for Joe Pride to ignite this horse. Um, we see it so often that he can get these uh, older types and, and uh, get them to find form. And he's, he's been knocking on the door this campaign. He had a really tough run in the razor sharp when he was beaten uh, under a length by uh, Recommendation, who uh, is a key rival in this race. And then last time, wasn't far away uh, last weekend behind Waha Falls. Um, that was over the fourteen hundred. It comes back to the 12, draws kindly in gate five, and and, and I'm sure will play a role in the finish. Got him ahead of Lady Laguna, but of course, you know, dual acceptor might not go here. Uh, recommendation I've put in for fourth. And for third, I did put in Zoo Tiger, first up from a spell with the uh, gelding op. Course, first up last campaign, he was second to AF Cabin in the Eskimo Prince. So I've
0: gone four, seven, five, and three. And the early market has Brudenell as the favourite from the outside gate at $4.80 with Carl's tip Cinewon at $12. Uh, as I touched on earlier, there's a big program across the Tasman on Monday at uh, it's obviously normally an Ellerslie meeting, Ellerslie gearing up for their return uh, very shortly, but it's railway day and plenty of other stakes racing on the program. Jason Collett is there to ride. Of course, we saw Blake Shin head across and pick up a feature on the gun filly Molly Bloom last week, and Jason Collett might be his turn to go across and take out a feature because you'll ride the favourite in the railway race, 8, number six, Babylon, Berlin, the set weights and penalties makes it really her race to lose. She's, um, I think she got beat uh, by Sacred Satono the other day, but there's just a massive weight turn around, something like seven or eight kilos. And, and a couple of the others, she's just so well off under the set weights and penalties. Having said all that, I've tipped her for a second. I've gone for Maven Bell, um, another mare who meets her badly at the weights, running second to her last start. But I like the fact she's been kept fresh since then. And 1,200 metres fresh, I reckon, is her go. And she ran by Babylon Berlin in the trial the other day. The Babylon Berlin certainly wasn't asked, but neither was Maven Bell. She just came off her back and went straight by her. I uh, thought it was an impressive win and uh, just led to her at the each way. From Babylon Berlin, Dragon Leap, number one, and Sacred Satona, number three. For my top four in the railway, Maven Bell was my value, uh, my best for the day. Race two, number eight, Orchestral. I think she's a, a really, really top-class filly. We didn't get to see her go through to the New Zealand uh, Guineas back in the spring. Uh, she had a bit of a setback. Uh, she was due to take on Molly Bloom and co. on Boxing Day, but was scratched and will again take on the boys uh, for no black type, but uh, will take on Lupo Solitario, who just held her out first up. I thought it was a terrific return from orchestral, and I think she can turn the tables. Uh, on Monday... I guess the other race well worth watching from an Australian point of view would be race three, the Eclipse Stakes for the two-year-olds. Just the eight to go around, but number one move to strike uh, from the Tiakau team with Opie Boson to ride. Lived up to all the hype on debut with an impressive win. And since then, they've uh, mooted possible plans to come across to Melbourne for the Blue Diamond. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, all eyes on him early in the card. Well, that just about sees us out for this week, but now it's time for Lazy Lobsters.
1: Lazy Lobsters Lazy Lobsters
0: Well, Carl, last week you flew the flag and got a $16 profit with your $10 a win on Mrs. Chrissy. You got your 10 back for your each way bet on Helix who was scratched. Uh, south of Houston, no good for Barks and Tazaral. Well, the less said about that ride, the better. Uh, this week, Carl, what are you looking chucking your 20 on? Well, I'll do a
1: similar sort of scenario to last week. I'll just have two $5 each way bets in the final events on both Victorian programs. So, race 10, number two, Jungle Gym, five each way at the Valley. And also, race eight, number five, Helix, in the last race, five each way there at Flemington on New Year's Day.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, I hate to go up against your best bet in Adelaide, but uh, I'm not overly keen on the Melbourne and Sydney card. So I'm going to chuck my 20 straight on the nose of Mighty Sapphire, uh, which is Morfordville race nine, number two. Uh, Hopefully we've found you a few winners, listeners. Hopefully it's a terrific end to 2023 and a great start to 2024. Don't forget, get out there and pick up the winning post. We've got that all covered right through Friday through till monday and yeah so hopefully we can uh, go out with a bang we will be back next week with the preview podcast